0: The 5am club has truly been my life enhancer. There's almost too much to learn from this book, but one of my favorite brain tattoos that I received says, small daily seemingly insignificant improvements when done consistently over a period of time yield staggering results. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this fine podcast, the podcast that is focused on your self-development and growth. My name is Kevin Miner, and I'm so excited to bring you yet another episode that I hope and pray for sure will enhance your life, if not change it. I, I Like I said, I, I am so honored to bring uh, to bring you this episode. And the past three episodes, we featured amazing ladies with brilliant minds who came to talk about uh, mental health, content creation, and menstrual health, respectively. So I'd advise if you have not Listened to the guest episodes kindly just go back and listen to them and then you know you can come back here but um on this one we are back again with the solo segments where i get to review books uh, written by some of the best or uh, some of the best authors that we have had grace grace our lands and so i am so happy to bring you yet another episode and for this episode and the next consecutive coming episodes i will be reviewing the book the 5am club by robin Sharma himself right i'm so excited because this is a new book It's it has been on the best-selling um, new york best-selling times for a while and so i am hoping that we will dig deep i have some uh topics listed down and i'm hoping we'll go through them but on this particular episode i want to d- i want to talk about habit the habit installation protocol given in the book you know in other words the three stages of installing that new habit and why habits like like why habits i don't know about you but for me I think the word habit is has almost become, um, you know, that it has almost become an overused word. You know, it's a bit overrated now. I, and I, I, For me, growing up, I was always being told, you know, you have to stop that bad habit. You know, you have to start this good habit. And no one told me how to actually do it. No one told me how to do it. You know, you're told, you know, a habit is a disease. And you're like, okay, what does that even mean, right? So, growing up, no one really told me how to actually come up with that habit and I love that the book gives step-by-step process in which you can actually just develop and the three stages that are involved while you're trying to form that habit and just install it within you and so if that sounds interesting to you as it is to me kindly let's dive in perhaps the first thing to note is that installing a new habit requires a why in my opinion as in what is your goal right like what are your beliefs that are that are fueling you to actually start that new habit? Remember what I said. Like most of us, it was always you're almost being told stop that habit, or you or you hear like you know the new norm or the new um, behavior for A players is waking up at five, and you're like, okay, fine, I also want to wake up at five. But what is your core belief? Like, is that your core belief? Is that something that actually drives you to actually wake up at five? And so for me, like the the driving force that you should start with before anything else should be, what is my why? Like, why am I starting this new habit? Right, like that's your driving force. And so the book begins by emphasizing that the best of the best aren't made by their genetics, but by their habits, right? It's not the extent of their gifts, but the extent of their grit, right? Their commitment, their discipline, their resilience and perseverance, and this, for me, this is beautiful. This is the best way to start this topic because think about it. How many times, I don't know, maybe this person will only to me, but how many times do we look at the A-list players, you know, like in an opera and you think, these people are just born to shine. You know, that's their level. class In a class setting, you know, you're like, and yeah, that guy, he just meant, that's the word, right? Like, that guy was meant to just outshine all of us. But how about this? We were all born to shine. One of the things I remember asking myself one time when I was in high school, and I was at the lowest point of my time ta- my life and i I remember asking myself why am I, why was I born human being and not a cow and that's the question like if you were literally just born to be average or mediocre was worst, worst case scenario, then I mean the world was better off without you. no offense right but i mean that that shows you that indeed. Each one of us, regardless, regardless of who we are, we, we were born with an innate, pre, pre-written purpose to just shine. And so to start us off, there are three values of heroic habit makers that are given by Robin in the book. You know, like the values that the people who successfully get to install a habit always carry with them. So the first, uh, so the first value is victory demands consistency and persistency. Right? Victory demands consistency and persistency. The second one is following through on what is started determines the size of the personal respect that will be generated. In other words, I mean, how how valuable is that belief of yours that is driving you to develop this habit? Like it all depends on how much personal respect that you will generate, which is beautiful, right? Like it all matters on how much it means to you. So the third one, which is one of my favorites, is the way you practice in private is precisely the way you'll perform once you're in public. And for me, if I'm being honest, what really determines the success of how much you actually get to install that habit is what you actually do while you're in private. Right? Like, that's what, that's the one that massively, 80% is from what you do while you're in private. Because here's the thing. Ambition without implementation is a ridiculous delusion. Which, which, if you say it that way, it sounds simple. It sounds almost obvious, like... I mean, bruv, that's obvious, right? But how many times, how many times do we, how many times do we even set goals without even kind of just coming up with a plan, even though it's not structured, even though it's not step-by-step, but coming up with some sort of planning, a sort of plan that will follow to just get us to that dream. Well, in anything, whether you wanted to become a writer, like what are you doing right now to just make sure that by then you become that writer? Like what are you doing right now to just make sure by the time you're, this time, you are not an alcoholic. you know it it goes all around, even in breaking bad habits. like people say, "I'll stop drinking when I get that uh, when I get the children, because I don't want to bring up messed up human beings. But trust you me, if you go on with the same uh, with the same habits for the next five years, nothing much would have changed uh, from now. right? It's all about if you want to see your future look at your now, right? So ambitions without implementation is a ridiculous delusion. Robin in the book talks about mastery taking time. And he says that it is not a sudden event. It really is a ceaseless process that may take years of painstaking craftsmanship, practice, sacrifice, and suffering before the finished project intensifies to a level that moves the world. Right? And you have to agree with me. Anyone can become great for a minute. Have you, have you ever experienced it? I don't know if, I mean, have you ever experienced it? Like, for example, you come up with this big idea or you, so an idea hits your head or, you know, a dream hits your head and the first few weeks you're driven with fire. You know, you, you have known you want to become a musician. You go to the store, get that guitar or piano and you're driven with this fire. You even start that YouTube channel. Weeks on, days on, inconsistency starts creeping in. Right? Like your motivation dies out. Like you are not motivated anymore. Right, like anyone can be, anyone can become great for that one minute. But the book says true longevity, true mastery does not come only during the weeks after you thought of the dream, but over long months and even years as you endure rejection. Because, I mean, first of all, you're becoming someone new, you're becoming, uh, you're breaking your old ways to develop these new ways. So, as you enjoy the rejection, as you enjoy the exhaustion, self doubt you know jealous from peers skepticism from your loved ones and even and even that feeling of giving up seemingly attractive opportunities to just stand by what you believe in right albert gray who is uh, mentioned in the book once revealed that the common denominator for success you know like the common thing that all the so called successful people kind of have is that they formed the habit of doing the things that failures don't like to do. It's all about joining the, five, the 5%. the five While reviewing the Moncus Oldis Ferrari on um, the topic of respecting your time, we talked about the the, the idea that the, the time that the 95% of people take for granted is the time that the 5% hold dear. Like that's the time that the 5%, you know, treasure. Right? So it's about joining the 5%. And I love that he says, you know, It's a common denominator to success, meaning anyone and everyone can actually reach that point where they can be referred to as success, quote unquote, you know, because me, I believe every day you can become successful even during your life, but you can get to the point where you are actually, people look at you and say, you know, you are successful. You know, that's a different vibe when people actually refer you to successful, right? And here's the proof. Here's the proof. The book talks about neuroplasticity which by the way for me it's a game changer simply meaning that our brains continually grow throughout our lives right Uh, so this this scientifically proven fact explains why everything you now find easy you once found hard like think about it everything you now find easy you once found hard and it could be anything think about when you started maybe working as a toddler right like it was damn hard Right. And it goes on even right now. And I think the same thing applies even right now. Like even while you're chasing your dreams, as big as they seem, they are still like you, you could get to a point where you find it easy. The problem is that as we grow up, we learn. I think we learn vices. Like when you grow up, you learn to be bad. Like we are born naturally as good people. I always look at my younger brother and I just see him, how fair he is. Like he will see uh, someone in my shoes and he'll be like, he'll throw a tantrum because those are Kevin's shoes. Like we are born with just that innate goodness within us. We are born um, with a discipline. We are born to just be determined to walk, you know, but we learn to be lazy. You know, we learn to be bad. And so as we grow up, we become passive in our ambitions and actually subconsciously start creating excuses whereby we, we cannot do it. You know, you find someone who says, you know, in my family, no one was an, an early riser. So naturally, I don't have even the genes. Who said so? You know, like well, we are like, <laughs> we're like, you know, no one in my in my family was born a creative. So, you know, I can't follow that dream even though I'd really love to. Like no one in my family did writing, you know, or I don't, I'm not a good writer. Like everything you now find easy, You once found hard, you know, and the fact is, as you repeat a routine, as you repeat that practice, it actually becomes easier and more familiar. And so the the book puts it so well. And listen to this. You don't have the brain you desire. You have the brain you deserve based on how you have been operating it. Right. So I think that's beautiful. So installing a, a new habit. So here we go. Installing a new habit takes 66 days minimum. Robin breaks it down to 22 days each in, on each stage. Right. So the first stage, the second stage, the third stage, each have 22 days minimum. The first stage is destruction. right? Destruction for destroying. could <laughs> destroy. But one thing I've learned is that um, you don't remove bad habits, but you actually simply break them by building new ones. And you have to agree with me, you don't, you don't remove, you cannot suddenly remove a bad habit from yourself. You just have to kind of break it by building a new one. I'll give you a simple example. Many of us are addicted to our phones, digital, um, digital dementia. You cannot all of a sudden obliterate that habit. What happens is that you kind of have to calibrate a new habit that maybe that, for example, you just create a habit of using your phone at specific times of the day that you have scheduled right? Like you're being disciplined. You use your phone at specific times of the day. So you're not removing the old habit. You're just building a new one to break that old one. It explains why it's so easy to just slip up, like to relapse to where we were. Like if you were a drunkard, you know, you stopped, you went ahead, and then all of a sudden something happens, triggers you back. So meaning you still have the old bad habit, you just broke it, right? So the first stage is distraction. The book um, puts it... uh, summarizes the three stages with a phrase that I've that I've actually used for some time now that says all change is hard at first messy in the middle and gorgeous at the end right all change is hard at first messy in the middle and gorgeous at the end the first stage is supposed to be hard like this is where you you are literally breaking your old habits you are literally breaking your old self. Like, if it is not difficult, it is not real change. That's it, right? And, you know, as Robin puts it, the old you must die for the better you to be born, right? For the better you to be reborn. Remember, we are all born with this natural natural grit. We are all born with that natural um, greatness within us. So, the old you must die for the better you to be reborn. And, In this stage, it just basically requires your persistence. There's no shortcut to it. One thing that you may maybe go through with it to help you is that just because you couldn't do it before, it doesn't mean that you cannot do it right now, right? So, persistency, as you destroy your old self to let the new or the better you be reborn. The second stage is the installation stage. Now, this is the messy middle. It is where all hell breaks loose, if I'm being honest. Because this is where you feel the confusion, right? Like, this is where you start feeling the frustration, the stress. It is where you actually start feeling the rejection. Because, again, remember, we are becoming new. You're becoming a new person, right? Like, you, even the way you interact with people might change depending on what habit you're trying to install, right? Like, you start feeling that rejection. It is where you start feeling the the skepticism. It's where you start feeling the criticism. I always tell people, like, not all your friends will still remain your friends. If you're if you're going through change, it 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 is bound to happen. So this is the messy middle. In fact, the book, the book explains that you will feel chaotic, and even tempted to go back to your old ways. So, for example, if you're trying to form a new habit where you are supposed to wake up at five a.m. every morning, this is where you'll not once, not twice, not thrice. This is where you'll just feel like you know. You start even asking yourself, what's the need of all this? Like, why don't I just you know go back to my safe corner. Like, why don't I just do just enough for me to survive, right? Like, I I don't need to become my best self if I can just survive at average. That's when all this starts, starts coming in. However, there's a quote by Carl Jung that says, in all disorder, there is a secret order. And this is beautiful because it means regardless of the messiness of this second stage, this is where the most transformation happens because you are using a lot of energy to just build the new habit to build new walls you will find yourself constantly tired and the book says because you're constantly tired your cortisol levels increase and what and and we all know that cortisol is the fear hormone meaning that you are constantly scared right in fact in 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 the book they say like you don't don't ever make decisions when you're exhausted because that's when you make stupid decisions you have heard of this at least as you know, they they are doing so well and then they are getting a scandal because they are so monomaniacally involved in their craft that they start depleting. So you start getting tired and when you get exhausted, your cortisol level goes up, you become scared almost all the time. But here's something to remember. The human perception is not always a reality, right? Like it's not always a reality. It's just you seeing the world through a certain lens. Like I always tell people, like the, the people who, you know, will look at this challenge and actually try to find that rose in the thorn. The people who will let challenge suppress them farther down deep into hell, if uh, for lack of a better word. So it's all about the human perception, which in most cases, it's never the reality. So what will happen is that you will feel like you you want to lean towards the illusion of safety, which the book describes is the most dangerous. It's more dangerous than taking risks right, the illusion of safety, the illusion of that, I just need to play at my base level, you know, my average self, like I don't need to do a lot, you end up sitting on your potential. You end up letting that fire inside your belly dim out. So the installation stage is where all the messiness will happen, but it's also where the most transformation is happening. It's all is well, basically, all is well when you feel the confusion because it's leading you to the third stage, which is the inter- inter- integration stage, Right now, remember, all change is hard at first, messy in the middle and gorgeous at the end. This is the gorgeous at the end. Robin describes it as success time. This is your success time, right? Like everything now comes together, integrating at a psychological, emotional and spiritual level. And the beauty, the beauty is that it becomes your new normal, meaning that you reach that point as described in the book. Known as the automaticity stage, where now your habit becomes automated. You know, it's like drinking water. Okay, so I won't use that as an example. But depending on what habit you feel like, it's almost it's like you never think about it. Like probably putting on clothes in the morning. Kepiakunawatu quarantine, our so I won't use that. But you get my point. Like your habit becomes automated. You don't have to think about it. The beauty goes on is that you don't have to use your willpower. Meaning that you can now use this willpower to form your next habit. Because remember, we are trying to be all-rounded human beings. We are trying to be human beings who are disciplined in all aspects of our lives, right? And there's something that is beautifully put by Robin in the book. He says that for the A player, the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. Now that we we can comfortably wake up at 5 a.m., right? That's our top mountain. We have reached that mountain. Then it's the bottom of the next mountain, which what routine are we using during the first hour of our day to just make sure that our day is beautifully lived? The top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. There are three tips given on how to make a habit stick. One thing you realize we are all human beings and sometimes you get depleted. Sometimes you get to, you, you easily relapse to your former self. Remember, bad habits are not obliterated. They're simply broken. Meaning they're still with us. It's just that we, we build new habits that help us through willpower, just help us to be better human beings. So how do you make these habits stick? How do you ensure that you don't fall back to where you started? So there are three things given, uh, three tips which I'd love to share with you. The first one, never install a habit alone right the title of the book is the 5am club which again i recommend you guys to go get it it's a beautiful beautiful amazing book never it's called the 5am club simply because you are not doing it alone you're part of a club right if you're trying to just adopt everything that is some of the things that are taught in the book if you're trying to be uh, to be someone different you're not alone it's a club so never instill a habit alone i always tell people that we tend to be careless with ourselves but we work we almost work twice as hard when you know someone will benefit or someone is holding us accountable so never install it alone have someone you're journeying with or just have someone who's holding you accountable number 2 the teacher learns the most right meaning if you if you learn something with an aim to teach you get to learn it twice which is a double A for you so the teacher learns it twice everything I'm learning I am using the podcast to teach it and I'm hoping that you will do the same or simply just share the podcast but if you taught it, it will be better <laughs> So the teacher learns the most. Number three, which is my favorite. When you most feel like quitting, that's the best time that you must continue. That's the time that you must continue. Uh, there's a story that, is, that I once had, and it was about this trainer, gym instructor. So he was in the gym, he was with his trainee and um, he wanted to lift some weights. And so he's, he lies on the bench with his back He's about to lift and he tells his trainee, so you stand above me so that when I'm almost done, you just hold the weight so that they don't drop on my, che- on my chest, right? And when I need your help, you'll come through when I'm almost giving up, when I'm when I'm getting too tired, right? So you'll hold them for me. So he's like, hey, easy. So he starts lifting, one. Nah, goes on, goes on. At some point, the train the trainee describes that he looked down and saw his gym instructor with a red face. Veins throbbing from his head, literally everywhere. His hands were shaking. He could not, he was barely lifting the weight, but all around he ended up lifting it. And he went on. By this time, the gym, everyone in the gym was just looking, looking at this guy. He's holding, he's actually holding his breath. He's not speaking. He's not doing anything. He's holding his breath. So the trainee is trying to ask the gym instructor, wait, should I help you? Uh, or, you know, are you, are you almost giving up? So to his head, he's thinking, maybe this guy cannot even, he's, he's in such pain that he can't talk. All he can do is just make sure he lifts it so that it doesn't drop to his chest, you know? So he, he's, he started panicking until the the instructor just placed the weights back to where they're supposed to be. He rises up and looks at his trainee and said, when you're at that breaking point, that's when your muscle breaks. That's when you form new muscle and you break your old muscle. That's when the new muscle starts forming. Because what do we do? Sometimes we go through something, we're exercising, you we start feeling uh, painful or you're starting feeling that pain. That's when you stop. So he was explaining that breaking point, that's the time you need to continue. And it's the same thing. I have a mantra that I use often and it says, I am limitless. My mind is limitless. I am a tool of God's work may this moment remind me that when i don't feel like doing something that's the best time to do it because my willpower is my strength right so i mean that mantra has helped me even in the most mundane things that sometimes you don't feel like doing it reminds you that this is the perfect time to do it because you are you're you're strengthening your your willpower like you're bolstering that willpower right so when you feel most discouraged when you feel like quitting That's the time to do it more. That's the time to do it best because you are simply boltering that willpower. That's it from this episode. And from me, I'm hoping that you've learned just as much as I'd hoped you'd learn. And even more, that will be great. Perhaps to just ask a favor from you. If you genuinely think someone might need this episode, please do share it with them. You know, take a screenshot. Let me know that you listen and uh, share it on your story. You can tag um, the podcast down below using the links down below. Or at simply at Kevin's Pod, so you can tag, uh, you can post it on your story and tag us, which will be amazing. I'd be, I'd love to know that you guys listen and you guys enjoy, and even tell people where you learned, you know, the most. I'd encourage you to just get the book and read it because it is amazingly profound. I cannot even capture half of. The topic about habits in habit installation, right? So, do get the book, do read it. But all in all, do take that screenshot, uh, tag me at Kevin's Pod. I'd love to hear from you, I'd love to engage with you, I'd love to know what specifically was uh, profound to you. Until next time, guys, bye.